It's time for GSU Panther Zone. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. This is Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of the GSU Panthers football team. As always, if you would like to contact the show, you can do so the following ways. You can email the show at 3endzone at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, GSU Panther Zone, Jeremy York, Impact Media, any of those ways should find us. Also, if you uh, want to just click a link and listen to a show, you can do so by going to Twitter at Team Impact Media. Just scroll down to whichever show you'd like to listen to and click on it. We appreciate it. If you would like to follow myself for things Panther-related and unrelated, you can do so at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And, of course, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store, plus any other place you find a podcast. If there's somewhere you find a podcast that you cannot uh, find the show, let us know, and we will... Uh, remedy that just the best that we can. On tonight's show, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about last week's game. And uh, we'll preview this week's and we will get you on, um, on up out of here. So we know that the way this game was going uh, had had so much going, so many great things. So many great things going. Um, you look at uh, Darren Granger, three for 349 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jamari Thrash had nine catches for 164 yards. Uh, Kai's Cradle had 76 yards and a touchdown. You know, the, Michael Hayes did a fantastic job with his kicking, his punting, and his kickoffs. Uh, there's just there's so many great things that went into this uh, performance, and then they give up the pick six late. That after the two point conversion, ULM goes up three. That ends up being the final score, 31 to 28. They didn't deserve to lose that way, but they allowed U- ULM to hang in the game, and they just ultimately found a way to. Uh, defeat them, and they definitely did. Um, good for ULM. Now both teams have to win out in order to be bowl eligible. Uh, they both have some interesting games coming up. We will talk about those, or I will talk about GSUs coming up a little later in the show. But for now, I want to give you some of the clips from the press conference. Um, we talked to Coach, and we got to talk. We got a chance to talk to Darren. Darren came in and wanted to talk to us, so uh, we we definitely talked to him. Uh, let's start with let's start with Coach Elliott and his opening statement. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, a poorly executed contest. I mean, um, turnovers. You got a fumble. You got you got an interception for a touchdown. You have a block punt for for a touchdown. I mean. The poor play leads to losses like that. And, and to be honest with you, you're sitting there, um, you know, still that close in the game after all those mishaps happen. Um, it's crazy to think that you have an opportunity to really go down there and and, uh, and have an attempt at a field goal after after playing that poorly. Uh, you know, out executed and all and, and and everything we did. I mean, uh, 
you know, defensively made a lot. They made a lot of stops, a lot of stops. But when you turn the ball over, like, like what, what was happening? I mean, you, you can't continuously put your defense um, in position like that. All right, I mean, our defense uh, certainly played well enough. Certainly played well enough to to get the victory today. It it didn't come out. I mean. Uh, and as he said, you know, uh, there were some positives, were some good things, and uh, then there's a lot of things they need to clean up, and just things you just you can't do. You can't have uh, the the blocked punt for for a touchdown. That's uh, that's something we thought we were done with, and turns out we're not. But um, uh, overall, coach uh, was was on the up and up and on the positive, and uh, he said they're going to grow from this. They're going to move on. They're going to. Uh, do what they need to do to uh, to uh, continue to progress as a football team. Uh, but up next, he talked about uh, needing to find a rhythm, and uh, and uh, here is what he said about that. It's really hard to get in rhythm. You know, it's a rhythm. It takes consistent play and consistent practice and. You know, I don't think we had enough time with the with the lineup that we went out there with to to have that consistency tonight. And uh, as he said, they just they never found a rhythm, and uh, that that uh, and never finding a rhythm, you just kind of scratch and claw in this game, and uh, you were just able to put enough together to make it work. Uh, also, we asked him about the skirmish post game, and um, here's what we had to say about that. And the misstep at there at the end of the game is just, I mean, uncalled for. I mean, I, I mean if you want to go fight and you want to go do all that stuff, you, you should have done it during the during the contest right there when you, when you had the chances during the downs that that mattered. Yeah, and as he said there, uh, you you just don't need that. These are these are grown men playing a game. Uh, you you, you got to act better than that. You got to show better respect than that. And uh, he was surprised that any any members of a team he coached were uh, a part of such, uh, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing with these, with shenanigans and stuff. That wasn't his, with uh, this kind of stuff. You, you can't have that kind of stuff. And then lastly, we asked him about the defensive effort for tonight, which was, uh, once again, one of the uh, things to hang your hat on for this team. Oh, I mean, like I said, I, I thought defensively we played well enough to, to get the victory tonight. Um like I said, you can't have the turnovers. You can't have the, the the touchdowns with the turnovers, and that hurts you. But I mean, to go out there and to play the way we did defensively, they played uh, to win that football game, and certainly well enough to win that that game. And as you can hear there, uh, he's proud of all of his guys. Uh, he really liked that the defense, uh, when they when they really needed it, they they put them in a position to succeed, and uh, the rest of the team was just not quite able to uh, rally around them and make that work. But you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I could go over defensive stats, too. We, we had some good ones. Ant Lane got his first interception of the year. Uh, ball was tipped up, and he was able to come down with it. Uh, Corey Crawford and, and Jordan Vinziel and Javon Dennis all had big days, big tackles. Uh, Javon Dennis had two and a half tackles for a loss. I mean, just uh, a lot of really good things, knowing that they were missing – I think they were missing a couple offensive linemen, a defensive lineman. They were missing um, Reichweiss Brown, I believe, in the, in the uh, defensive backs. And, uh, you know, not about excuses or anything like that, but when you're missing a lot of people, there's only so much that you can do. And um, 
so that uh, that is what it is there. But uh, now let's go to Darren. Todd's Darren Grange is the quarterback. Like I said, he came in. Um, a lot of times uh, we do we do have Georgia State people who will uh, go and get the people we'd like to talk to, or, or uh, you know certain people that made big plays or big games. Uh, Darren came in and and said he wanted to talk. So we definitely always have time for him to do that. Not because we can have things to say on the show or not so we can play clips or not so we can write articles. No. Wanted to hear him out. Wanted to hear him out because uh, a lot of us have never been in the situation he's in right now. I, I didn't play college football and I certainly wasn't a quarterback. So, you know, it was it was good to hear from him. So here is Darren talking about the offensive performance from the game. Um, definitely some stuff we left out there. Feel like we could have made some more plays, you know. We turned the ball over, you know, can't win plenty of games like that. So on our part we just gotta be better, you know, all around, starting with me. And I just feel like we left a lot out there. We could have took the game over in many ways. And you can hear there, uh, there's things they do need to work on. They they definitely did some stuff that, that he liked and that they were able to take advantage of. And uh, they scored really quickly, like out of the gate. They had 14 points on the board pretty quickly. And uh, that's something you don't always see. But uh, that was fantastic for them to get that kind of start. Uh, also, I asked him about the downfield plays because I still stand by that it is one of his best throws. He has a lot of great throws. One of his best throws, that downfield pass. And here's what he said about that. Uh, you know, just any game we kind of look at, you know, they leave us out there one-on-one. We're going to take a shot with our two best players. You know, they make big plays and make plays downfield. So if they go give us those chances, we just got to take them and we got to execute them. So I feel like we did good at the beginning of that and made some big plays down the field. And as you hear there, uh, they, they were able to take advantage of those situations, just like I said. And uh, when you have Cradle and you have Thrash and and uh, and uh, Robert and others, when they're there, they are uh, fun targets to be able to hit downfield like that. And then finally, I asked him about what his message to his teammates would be after a game and performance like this. And here is what he said about that. You know, we got to keep our head up. Even starting with me, we got to keep our head up after this one. You know, it's a tough loss, but, you know, we got two more games. We still got some football to play. So we got to finish the season off strong. We was playing good the past four out of five games. So, and like we can't play, you know, we just didn't play our, our best today. And you, you can just hear it there. Um, you, you, can, you can hear everything in his voice, not just because it's going – uh, in, in and out because uh, he, he uh, talks so much during games. Because, I mean, he's a quarterback. He needs to be vocal. He's, he's not talking crap to people. He's he's doing what he needs to do. But um, other than that, uh, that that was that was uh, everything we heard from the presser. And, you know, as I said, that puts this team at four and six. Uh, ULM is also at four and six. They will need to run the table as we kind of thought they would, but we will talk about the upcoming game here in a minute as uh, we're going to go to break and hear from our friends at betonline.net. We will be right back. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on GSU Panther Zone. Make sure to... Make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net. They have the betting lines. They have the articles. They have the um, podcasts and other things that just make you a smarter fan, even if you're not wagering on games. Uh, Betonline.net, fantastic source for the up-to-date information. Uh, Before the break, we talked a little bit about the game versus Louisiana Monroe. Now I want to focus a little bit on... Uh, uh, James Madison, James Madison University, they come in at six and three on the season. Um, they they can they can do some fun things. They have had a pretty interesting season themselves. Um, they've got Centeno, the quarterback, who has thrown for twenty one hundred yards. He is uh, thrown for seventeen touchdowns, five interceptions. It's not a bad stat line. They have, uh, I think it's Agaye Obeso, uh, but he's the running back. He's ran for 740 yards and six touchdowns. And then Thornton is uh, the big receiver, five touchdowns, 854 yards. The spread is uh, Georgia State are nine-point dogs. So the over-under is 52. I think that's a pretty good number. Um, James Madison kind of does a balanced attack. That's why you didn't hear those overbearing numbers a while ago. It's spread out a good bit. Um, they will throw for about 250. They will run for about 190. So it's, it's pretty balanced attack. And, uh, I'll tell you right now, the thing they do practically, I mean, in the nation, not just Sunbelt, the thing they do better Almost anybody else, I think they're the number two or number three best run defense. They allow 79 yards a game rushing. 79. And that, unfortunately, is what Georgia State's strength is, is that we usually have about 250 yards rushing per game. So that's going to be two speeding bullet trains heading into each other. We will see what happens with all of that. But um, Georgia State can very much win this game. They very much have the opportunity to to make the most of this and uh, really, really go at James Madison, who, like I said, they're just six and three. They're only two wins better than you, and you've played one more game than they have. Um. Uh, this is a team that everybody thought was going to run away with things, but also keep this in mind. James Madison is not going to be in a bowl, I don't think. I can have that backwards, but 
since they came from the SCS level to the FBS level, I'm pretty sure that they are not eligible for bowls. So they are just playing to uh, have a solid year. So you're playing for your playoff career. You're, you want a little more. So we'll see what happens during this particular game. Um, I like our defense a little more than theirs. Maybe I'm a little biased. Uh, I think overall I do. They obviously have the best rush defense. Um, but we're only giving up 161 a game. That's that's not that that bad. That's doing pretty good. They call it a bend, don't break. I call it a opportunities. They take advantage of opportunities. That's what our defense does. Uh, but let's go in. Let's see. Because see, think of it this way: we average 30 points a game in scoring, and they average 35. That's only a, a six point difference and yeah 30 to 35 is five point difference so i think this is going to be a really tight game i think we are going to try to take advantage of some things that they do and things that they don't do and um, i will talk a little bit about those in a second uh, but you know darren granger is is right there at the at the 2000 yard mark for uh, yardage, he's definitely going to get that. He's got 16 touchdowns. I think I think he can bolster that. Uh, the the best rusher on the year is actually Darren Granger with 701 yards and five touchdowns. But we know Jam Williams is done for the year. Uh, he has a knee injury they picked up a couple games ago, and he has pretty much ended his year. Uh, we wish him the best uh, moving forward, and uh, hope to see him down the road. So it is down to um, it is down to Tucker Gregg. It is down to uh, a lot. It is down to Marcus Carroll. Um, and uh, we'll try to get some of the other people involved in this, like. Uh, Antoine Lane, who got a couple snaps last time around. Um, you got KZ Adams. He came in with a, a lot of uh, a lot of high praise and a lot of uh, fanfare. I, I would like to maybe see them get involved. If they're able to get involved, I think we can do some uh, fantastic things. Uh, there's a chance Robert Lewis could be back. That could be great. Uh, but Cradle and Thrash, Thrash has 819 yards, five touchdowns this year. Robert Lewis has 379 yards and six touchdowns, two touchdowns and 329 yards for Cradle. Got Talik Williams, if he can just hang on to the football. Uh, he, he's had a couple. I think he just tries to do too much, and that is why he ends up putting the ball on the turf. Um, and... Uh, that's that's just something he'll just have to work on. Uh, besides that, you got Green and Bird and uh, Aubrey Payne trying to get him more involved now that he's back. Uh, just a lot of things, a lot of options, and I think if if we utilize those, then then uh, we are really going to be in in this game. Um, Vinzial and John Trey Hunter, if he's back, he was out last week. Uh, and Ant Lane, the, those are the tackle monsters. Um, 
the sack leaders, if you get Jeff Clark, you get McCollum, you get, uh, you get Gore in there, Javon Dennis, there's John Trey Hunter again. I mean, there's a lot. If we can get everybody involved and everybody doing their part, every cog in the wheel, then I think uh, this is going to be a great game for Georgia State. Getting Quavian White and Ant Lane. Okay, he has two interceptions. I guess I missed one of them. Sorry. Sorry, Ant. Um, but uh, Justin Abraham and just the people that need to make – the people that need to make plays are the ones who we're going to rely on to make plays. You need a kick. You need a punt. You need to punt them, pin them deep. Michael Hayes. You need uh, to, to kick a 43-yarder to take the lead. Michael Hayes. You got Cade Loggins. Um, make sure to get his name right. Uh, Jack Bernstein. Can't forget Jack Bernstein and Cade Loggins. Those guys are, are holding down uh, the long snapping and holding. And, and it's it's part of the kick. And without that, it doesn't go correctly. And uh, they're doing a fantastic job. So as we get into the twilight of this show, GSU Panthers own, here are my three keys to victory for the GSU Panthers. First off, they are really good at stopping the run. So you have one of two options. You can either continue to pound the run and just prove that you can beat even the best defense, or you've got to open up the pass game and utilize your running backs coming out of the backfield into the flats and utilize uh, Jakai's cradle downfield. If, if, you know, if they're going to shut down the run, then you beat them with the pass. Granger has the arm for it. He has the mind for it. He has the abilities. We have the receivers. So whatever they – you do one of those two things. You either pound the run if you can get it to work, or you don't abandon it. But you use shorter plays and things to get things going that are just as good as running the ball, except for you're already getting your guys in space. Number two, we need to shut down Centeno. We don't need him running around. We don't need him uh, having time to decide in the pocket. We need to put pressure on Centeno. I think that's how you say it, the quarterback and uh, keep him from getting this offense started, the, the J, JMU offense. And then number three, we got to win the turnover battle. We can't be throwing a bunch of interceptions. We can't be putting the ball on the turf. If you do those things, you can't be ha- – I mean, even to throw in the block kick, you, you can't do those things and, and successfully win football games on any level. So we got to control the turnovers. So to recap – Let's control the turnovers. Let's shut down Centeno and put a lot of pressure on him. And let's get our offense started, whether that's through the rush, whether that's through short passes into the flats, or whether that's Granger finding Cradle and Thrash and and Robert Lewis down, down the highway, so to say. If we do those things, I very much see us with a victory here. I think nine points. Uh, you got to think three of that is because they're at home. So on a neutral field, that would they be a six-point favorite? That's less than a touchdown. So 
I think Georgia State is going to win this. They are playing at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus this Saturday. And we hope to uh, we hope to see a Panther victory. Either way, um, maybe maybe I try to do some some videos. You guys seem to like my videos uh, when I'm at the game. I will do one from the I'll do some from the home studio maybe, and uh, we'll get going with all of that. But until then, this has been another great edition of GSU Panther Zone. I'm your host Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go Panthers!